Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. On this episode of Celeb Savant, I'll be speaking to Stacey Jackson. Stacey Jackson is a singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, TV presenter, and mother of four. She became an inspiration for stay-at-home moms when she shot to fame, having launched a career at age 40. Following the chart success of her debut single, Stacey has gone on to release four albums and over a dozen singles, recorded a track lived up with the legendary Snoop Dogg. She has also worked with Papa Levi and prolific dance music producers and remixes such as C-Rod and David O'Day. She's toured the world from stadiums to floats at Pride. Stacey also has her own show on Sky called Stacey Jackson in the 80s. This is Slave Savant with Stacey Jackson. Stacey, how are you? Where do we find you in the world? And what's happening in your world? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we are, I'm based in London. Yeah. Um, it, luckily, it's absolutely gorgeous here. We've had a wonderful summer. And uh, obviously, my accent is not British. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in Canada, um, moved to New York, lived there for about 11 years, and then came to London oh, over 20 years ago now. Mm-hmm. So don't do any math. <laughs> Now, I was reading up that you decided to, at a later age, dive into your entertainment music type career. Tell us more about that. Well, obviously, I was always singing um, growing up. I was singing since I was 11 and in a band by the time I was 15. And so, you know, in Montreal and then moved to New York. And it was always something that I was doing because I could, and I always wanted to focus on it and be, you know, that was, I wanted it to be my vocation. My dream was to record an album and, but you know, life gets in the way, right? And I got married young, I had four kids and um, you know, that kind of industry that I'm in, uh, it takes a a big toll on you. You have to be committed, you have to be on the road, you've got a tour. So it was never something that I thought was really in the cards for me. And then my kids got a little older and, you know, I just got to that point in my own life uh, as a as a mom, um, stay at home mom, where I thought, you know, I didn't want to be 70 or 80 and go, well, you know, I could have or I should have. And so I was in my late 30s, early uh, my late 30s, I, I embarked on on recording an album and um by the time i turned 40 we released the album and it was an album that i did for a charity here based in the uk and um one song got remixed and uh there i was sitting between lady gaga and the scissor sisters and um so i started getting calls from like proper commercial pop and dance producers uh, saying, you know, your vocal suits this genre of music. Would you like to write an album? And the rest is basically history. So, yeah, here I am. <laughs> it was 15 years later. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, were you surprised by, or not surprised, I'm sure you were grateful, but but it wasn't the intention to do that. It was just to record for the charity. Were you surprised that it had legs and carried it to where it is now? Yes, I really was. I mean, I, you know, the door opened and I walked in it. I didn't know what was going to happen on the other side. I didn't know that ultimately it was going to take me to a collaboration with Snoop Dogg or a career in television. I mean, it was a real 
beginning of a journey. And I just said, you know, I, I have to do this for me. And um, my children and my husband were very supportive. They, you know, they obviously believed in me, believed in my talent, believed in my tenacity. And, um, and at that point, you know, after focusing on my family, my husband said, you know, this is your time. He, you know, we, it was a, it was a, a mutual agreement that I, I, I needed to be able to give it a go because, like I said, I, I didn't want to be much older and say, well, I maybe I would have had the opportunity, yeah. and if it didn't work for me, at least I would have given it a go. Yeah. Um, but it all worked out <laughs> in the end. So yes, we were very surprised, but pleasantly surprised, and uh, I think things happen for a reason. Yeah. And then they say it's always about just showing up, showing up and having gratitude and being present in your passion and things will happen. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Yeah, that's for sure. And we, I know, and this is a touchy subject for, you know, I get frustrated by the subject because the world is very much focused on numbers as in age you know age being this and because you this age means you can't do that and i say to someone everyone all the time that you know you're as old as you want to be and if you want to do something you can do it did you ever experience any sort of backlash or ageism as they call it as in your journey um that's an excellent question i think well yes at the beginning obviously and i think the spun it quite well. I think people were just as impressed or, um, you know, shocked that somebody uh, would have of mm. that age, mm. have the, the chutzpah to, <laughs> um, to go, to go and, and give it a shot. Um, so I think that people were at, at first uh, like intrigued. And so then they, they were like, oh, well, who is this person? And they listened to the music and they're like, wait a minute, what? She's 40? <laughs> um, so, um, and then, you know, you go and you show them. And I performed uh, everywhere from festivals to stadiums to Formula One to, I opened up for Billy Ocean. Oh, I, wow. I was on the road touring. Um, I did football matches and like I, I did it and I, I put in the work and, and I was able to show them that I still had it. And I think at the end of the day, if the, if your supporters and your listeners love the music, they love what you're putting out, um, the DJs are playing it, then what does it matter how old you are? You're giving people great music and I don't think it makes a difference. And now you have all these, you know, 80s stars who are back and very relevant and on tour again and uh and i think it's incredible that the new generation is now getting an appreciation for uh for songs that you know are are, transcend the test of time so i feel very very blessed so yeah i'm glad that we're moving out of that ages ageism thing speaking of 80s artists i was reading the banana rama autobiography and when the okay. when they turned, I think it was twenty four or twenty five, mm-hmm. the record label said, "Okay, you has beens in the music industry now. But they're not interested in them. Something to that effect." I'm like, "They're twenty four, twenty five. How can they be has beens?" So it was like it blew my mind that such a comment would even be thought of or made. Well, it's, it's funny. I mean, I had this conversation. My kids are very into football, into soccer, and. Um, you know, if you're in your mid thirties, you're ancient. I mean, they sent, they, they get rid of you, you know? I mean, it's a very grueling uh, 
vocation not i mean obviously being a professional athlete's a lot more mm-hmm. physical but i mean you know it's not like you're sitting behind a desk all day <laughs> you know I, you know you have to put in you do you do have to put in the the grunt work like i said so i th- i'm like more power to all these amazing artists out there who are in now their 70s you know running <laughs> around giving performances i think it's wonderful i really really do yeah. and if you can why not <laughs> So tell us more about your music and your creative process. Um, well, I've been writing original material since I was 15. So, um, But I've, I've actually transcended myself through different genres of music, obviously living in the 80s. My influences at the time was probably like the rock. You know, I was really into Def Leppards, the White Snakes, the Van Halens, you know, like that was, I was a rock chick at heart. But then sort of out of the late 80s, um, I've got very into phys, uh, fitness and health. And um, so hanging out in clubs and, and fitness gyms and stuff, I, you know, that the music that had that beat for me was very inspirational because it gave me the the power to move and and I loved I love that so I think now even in my current music what I do even though it is very influenced by the 80s um, I I sort of like to mix it up a little bit and have a little bit of that rock edge mm. but yet I have the beat with the, the dance music so that's really what my journey has been and I'm very grateful and very lucky that I like I said I authentically lived through that era so by writing music, I can actually pull upon real life experiences and sounds of that time. So and it's great because I get to introduce it now to people who didn't live through it. You yeah. know? Tell us more about your television career. What's happening in that space? So uh, I was asked to be the host of uh, an 80s nostalgic television series here on Sky TV. Um, you probably get Sky and um, and it's been great. The show's called Stacey Jackson in the 80s. Um, I actually wrote the theme song for it, Flipside, which um, a little pat on my back is when I went to number one two months ago. Oh, wow. So, Can you say Mazel Tov? <laughs> very much. Um, that was a very big deal for me. Um, and the the show is, uh, it's uh, I basically every single week I theme out, you know, my playlist based on, you know, uh, what I feel like talking about in the week. So it could be movie soundtracks of the 80s or UK rock versus American rock mm-hmm. bands, uh, women in women in the 80s, uh, you know, the, the fashion influence uh, from music, MTV. Like, I mean, every single week is a totally different episode. And because it's, you know, I only get to play, I guess, 11 or 12 songs per episode. I, I could probably have, you know, the same theme if I wanted to for like weeks on end. Yeah. <laughs> but I like to mix it up a bit and... Um, and it's been great because I, I get a lot of feedback from my viewers who throw in requests and they tell me where they were during the time they heard this particular song or what it meant to them. And, you know, uh, so it's been really it's been really great. And uh, and I love the research that I do on it. So I always throw in a few tidbits on you know, what I'm talking about, uh, some different trivia about whatever band I'm highlighting mm. or whatever artist. So it's been a real uh, memory lane experience for me and for my viewers. It's been great. <laughs> so is it, ba- is it an hour-long show or yeah. an hour-long show? So basically uh, yourself presenting information about the artists and then playing those music videos. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, which is so cool because, I mean, you remember you used to get VH1 and MTV. Where have they gone? <laughs> like, there's you know, a- I, I'm, I'm a VJ. That is what I am. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a mature VJ. Um, 
but I, I'm like I said, it's been great because I actually lived through it. So it's not mm. I get to put it off to a little bit of personality and some personal yeah. experience to it as well. Like, you know, it, I did an episode on the music that was there during my sweet 16 year, which was like 1985 or whatever. Mm. And so I I just did an episode on ones uh, that have just turned 40. So yeah. basically from 1982, uh, some songs from 1980. So every week is fun and it's different. And um, and I just, yeah, and I, I've also, um, I've got a few 1980s, I don't want to say old artists, but <laughs> artists from the 80s, yeah. they're not old. No. <laughs> um, yeah, like Heaven 17 came on the show and they introduced their you know one of their records and mm. they're, they're on tour so it's kind of like the way you do your thing with your artists you you speak to people who have you know from the past and largely if they have anything to say about what they've got new material coming out so i like to you know i don't want it to be too um talk showy yeah i want it to be more informative and people who watch my show really just want to watch the nostalgic videos so um i find it really interesting because i'm a television person so um, we're film, you know, we obviously film in, S in HD, but like but the eighties was only <laughs> S so yeah. finding, finding high quality links are, is not, it's not consistent. It's quite difficult, but I think people watch the show for them, for the nostalgia. Yeah. And I think that they're okay with the fact that it's not crystal clear, yeah. you know, as, as it would be if you were watching something from that was filmed like now. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. I totally agree. Moving on to that transition from being wife, mother, to performing on yes. stadiums and stages. How was that transition for you? Was it a shock to the system? Was, like, was it a quick movement and then all of a sudden hit you? Like, wow, I was there, now I'm there. Tell me more about that transition and that journey for you. You know, it... Oh, I loved it, loved it, loved it. And when you're on the road, you're in it and you're just so focused. And especially if I toured, I had dancers in tow. So it was like a, you know, a real camaraderie. And no matter where I toured, whether I did a North American tour or a British tour or a European <laughs> tour, it was always like, you know, like a real experience in itself, not just getting up on stage and singing, but like the act of being on tour was something that I always wanted to do. And... And I feel like I've done it. Like I've done it. I've been there. I, I don't miss it anymore. I mean, after COVID and then obviously landing the television series, I feel like um, I probably will have to go back on tour at some point. I have a book coming out next year. So I, I do know that travel is definitely back in the cards mm. for me, but it, it's not the same when you're building a career and then you get to a certain place yeah. in your career. Um, and, you know, it's part of everybody has something in their life that becomes a part of who they are. Right. And that very much so was very much part of who I became now. And uh, largely because, you know, my kids were super supportive and if they can come and see the show, they would. And, you know, my husband was the same. So I, I, I loved every single part of it, but, but like, do I miss it? Probably not as much as I thought I was going to, to be honest. I, I, and maybe it's because I've been fulfilled recently by the new television series yeah. and of course having finished the book during covid um that i'm moving on to other things in my career and i think that as an artist being able to expand and try different different things it's it's good i mean it's fulfilling for me yeah but i mean it's it looks from our side 
glamorous and, you know, <laughs> one country to the next. That is, it can't be easy. It must be damn hard. One can't, flying, oh change, rehearsals, and you don't have a day or night because of the time changes. It's not that easy. It appears no, to be glamorous, not. but it's, it's damn hard, hard work. Absolutely. And especially the kind of music that I, that I do do, a lot of it is very, very late at night. So, like, my Vegas shows were, like, at one in the morning. And, you know, my kids were getting up for school at that. You know, I'd get off a stage and I'd call home <laughs> and my kids at the school run. And I'd be like, okay, hi, guys. Okay, I know you're off to school now. I just literally just got off the stage, you know. Um, so it, it just really depend, <laughs> depended where I was in the world. And yeah. it was, like I said, no, it's not, it's not glamorous at all times. Um, it is sometimes. Um, but... It wasn't at all times, and it was tiring. But I really enjoyed every single minute of it, and and you know, I still I still get the buzz. You know, mm -hmm. if somebody gave me a phone and said, "Get up there and, and perform," I I wouldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us more about, about the book. Is it an autobiography or? It is a fictionalized book, loosely based on my life. Okay. Um, it's called um, How a Gangster Rapper Made Me a Better Mom. Okay. And um, so it'll be out next year. And uh, maybe I'll be on your show again talking okay. about it. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's a fictionalized account. Um, and I, I fictionalized it because I had a lot more sort of dramatic license to be able to do it that way. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've been approached by many, many reality television series asking me to to be on their shows and from Celebrity Big Brother to the Real Housewives and all that. And I, I just didn't think that something like that was the right thing for my family. Um, you know, I, I never minded it, but, you know, being followed around by cameras, I'm used to that. But like to expose my family mm. to that sort of thing was never anything that anybody wanted to sign on for. So by doing it in a book form, it sort of made it easier for me mm. and for them to to, you know, to deal with it. So, yeah, it should be it should be an interesting thing when it comes out. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it sounds interesting. I'm looking forward to reading that. <laughs> Tell me your experience of South Africa. Have you been? Um, I have. I okay. desperate. De I've only been on a safari. That was okay. the only time I have ever been to South Africa. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely loved it. Um, but I'm desperate to go to Joburg and to Cape Town. Um, where are you guys based? Are I'm, you in I'm in Joburg. Joburg. You're in Joburg. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're both two different towns. Okay. Uh, two different yeah. cities, obviously, it's like saying, you know, you've been to... You've, been to the states you've been to new york yeah so um i i am it is in the cards for me definitely in fact i was thinking about doing it this christmas but my daughter's doing her gcses and it's just too complicated so we'll see but it's in the cards for sure good so we'll keep in touch and when you come here we'll have coffee <laughs> uh, 100%. I, I, I'm, I'm taking you up on that perfect <laughs> Music as it was in the 70s, 80s, 90s. You had your vinyl, then it was cassettes and CDs. Those are making a comeback, gratefully. I love me a CD. But now it's this whole digital world. What are your thoughts about how people consume music now compared to previously? Oh, that's another excellent question because it's like uh, you can go two different ways with that. Mm. I mean, 
the internet was definitely my best friend, but also my enemy at the same time, you know, and I, as an artist, um, it's definitely diluted the revenues, um, but it's also exposed me more uh, globally. Um, that's why you don't have to do as much touring if the music gets streamed, uh, you know, so it's, I mean, it's a much greater conversation. Yeah. Than that. But, um, you know, I, I am, I am grateful as an independent artist that we have the internet now. Um, but it is, it is tougher. There are other ways for a musician to make money. That's licensing agreements and syncing your music with yeah. TV and with film and stuff, which I've been doing. And I think, but you know, because it's so diluted now with the streaming, it is very hard as a business model for the artist. Um, and so that's changed. That said, you know, for me, someone like me and you who like this and just the nostalgia of it, I do miss the, the quality of the 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 album, the vinyl. Mm. You know, um, even even a CD uh, is different because you can touch it. It's yeah. tangible. It feels like something. You know, you're purchasing an actual thing mm -hmm. and. So it's a very, it's a long, long conversation. And I think every artist will have an opinion about it. Um, like I said, I, I have to be very middle of the road because like there are, there were so many advantages to being able to have the, this new plethora of, of uh, the world at your fingertips as an yeah. artist because of the internet. But then again, in terms of the business revenue, it's, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. So, so it's a, for me, I still buy I still buy CDs, and on um, Celeb Savant, every every week I do a CD unboxing of the ones that I've got because it's like something different and new. And it was like, oh, you still get CDs? I never knew you still got them. But it's just to show oh, that. Well, I'll send you a couple of my older CDs. Oh, please do. Ah, oh. just give me an address on an Instagram message, and I'll ah, oh, that'll be amazing. Send them over to you. Oh, no problem. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> I love okay. this. Top of mind, your top favorite songs, top five favorite songs by other artists. Oh, um, <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give a little plug for myself because okay. my new record is, is out. I've just done a cover of Foreigner's Urgent. Yes. And Urgent was one of my favorite songs. Back in 1981, I was probably 12. I loved Foreigner. Um, so that is one of my favorite songs that I finally got to redo it and it just launched a couple of weeks ago um, and it's I Stacyized it so I definitely covered it in my way um, so I do love uh, the 80s rockers I would probably have to also say you know Guns N' Roses um, for sure right um, which song uh, which particular song probably um, Sweet Child of Mine you okay. know kind of thing um i also if you're going to go back to motown always holds a very special place in my heart anything from the supreme Diana ross um i hear a symphony you keep me hanging on mm -hmm. any of those songs um back in the 90s if we're going back to the 90s i liked a lot of the dance music stuff i liked um i don't know if you know jam and spoon oh yes um, yeah uh, right into the night Yes, yes, right in the night. Yeah. Right, uh, right in the night, and yeah. that uh, Pluff was a really good friend of mine, actually. Yeah. So she'd be upset if I didn't tell her. <laughs> tell you that was one of my favorites. So that's another one. I think currently, like if I had to do a current one, um, I, I am a, a huge fan of. I think Dua Lipa is like an unbelievable, mm. talented woman. Um, I also like The Weekend, and I think maybe I'm kind of 
honed into them specifically because they've been touching on some of the 80s sounds in their current records right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably why I'm feeling a little bit of a connection to those artists. Um, But I mean, you know, I have a a connection to Snoop Dogg, so I'd be stupid if I didn't say that any one of his stuff was my favorite, um, was my favorite. I mean, anything that he touches is gold, literally. Uh, The guy just has to say one sentence. (laughs) um, So he's probably my favorite rapper. Um, yeah, so those are, that's, that's the, that's the, it. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, the podcast is listened to throughout the world. Yes, mainly in South Africa, but throughout the world. As a final message to our listening audience, what would you like to say? Oh, I would love to say just keep on dancing. You know, music is the, for me, you just have to press play and move, right? And I love that you could just pop in your earphones and just, just dance or walk or you know movement is so great for everything it's for your for your spirits for your for for obviously for physical and uh for your health and i think that the music and health and well-being are so synonymous with each other so for me my message to everyone is just keep on dancing keep on dancing i love it so this is barrett edelstein's lab signing out with stacy jackson